Nature at its best is nature at its simplest. At Red Barn, we've kept it simple for 20 years by concentrating on single-ingredient natural dog treats. Because Mother Nature's actually pretty good at this. Bones are just tasty bones. Meat treats are just nourishing meat. It's nature at its simplest. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Natural Treats. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our slow-roasted natural meaty bones. Blog Talk Radio.
retweet or your Instagram life. Holy fuck, is your dad cheating on your mom? With you? Oh, no. Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face in the form of a podcast masquerading as a radio show? Then this is your goddamn lucky day because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. Let me and my upcoming guest, Soko, she's such a delight. She's such a beautiful bundle of joy. Her beautiful baby face. I mean, have you seen it? If you haven't, you're out of your mind. What, are you living under a rock? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let Boy Crazy Radio and Soko and my shoulders be the shoulders that you cry on, okay? Let us be the K-hole that you crawl into and then crawl out of a better person, okay? Because all we want to do is love you and make you uh, a little bit better off than you were before, maybe. I don't know. Neither one of us are really qualified to help out in any way, but that's neither here nor there either. Call in, goddammit. Pick up your fucking smartphone. Use Gmail or Skype or whatever it is you need to use to get through and dial area code 646-378-0649. You won't regret it. I'm pretty sure Soko and I are both single, so this could be fantastic. Um, Let me introduce our guest. I think she's here. Soko, are you there? Yeah, hello. Hello. Are you already regretting this? What? I said, are you already regretting uh, agreeing to do this no, podcast? No, I'm, I'm really happy. I can't wait. I hope I can be somehow helpful. I hope people call I in. I could be the one they... calling for advice. I probably shouldn't be giving advice, but I'll, I'll do my best. Well, can you ask your question that you need advice for? Because we could just talk about that. <laughs> What's going on with you? I just made the most awful Christmas tree for my best friend. I just realized today that I can't make a Christmas tree at all. I'm not that creative at all. And it just destroyed all my childhood dreams. Wait, how did you make a tree? You didn't just go buy a tree and then decorate it, or what did you do? Well, I bought a tree, and then I went to get decoration, but I thought it would be a good idea to put, like, fake red flowers in it instead of like too much decoration well I wanted like a lot of fake flowers instead of like Christmas balls or whatever you call that and then it was it's okay but it's just not the kind of tree that you dream about when you're like five years old and you're like when I'm an adult I will make the most amazing tree the earth has never been how old is this person what how old is this person uh me no, 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 no. We're not going to talk about our age. We're women. We're not talking about our age. How old is the person that you made? The, how old is the person you made the tree for? Like thirty-eight or something. My friend, I'm staying with. I thought it was going to be a good idea, and I was like, I'm going to show that I'm really creative and stuff, but you know, failed. But he, liked, I think he, he liked the attempt. I think he knows you're creative. I'm, I'm sure it's it's not as bad. I, I keep uh, I keep cutting my own bangs. And complaining about my bangs and nobody else gives a fuck. So I feel like it's the same. I'm, I'm, I bet my bangs are fine and I bet your Christmas tree is, is great. Yeah, your bangs are always great. I don't think so. You should just see. I just went mental. I'm so tired. And we'll get into that in a second because I mean, we don't have to get into that because that's your personal stuff. But uh, I stayed up till 8 in the morning. Or no. Yeah, I stayed up till like 7 in the morning from that party yesterday. And I'm super sleepy and I wasn't happy with my... I, and I, I'm, oh God! Did you hear about this thing? I'm not. We're not going to say names, but like, basically, yesterday I was, I was at a party. Soko was there. Something happened. She left. That's none of anybody's business, unless Soko wants to talk about it and not use names. No. But he doesn't want to talk about it because you know why? It probably didn't affect her because she's bigger than that. So whatever. Um, <laughs> but everybody at the party ended up taking mushrooms and ecstasy, and I don't. I don't do drugs. Like I, I let people blow pot smoke in my face or whatever, and I drink and stuff. But like. So I ended, up, I ended up just, like, being in a fucking hotel room surrounded by a bunch of crazy, like, basically locked in a hotel room that I couldn't leave because I wasn't sober enough to drive, just surrounded by some people who are on mushrooms and some people who are on ecstasy. So everyone was trying to make out with everyone in the hotel room? Me? No, I was just asking, was everyone else that was on drugs trying to do that? No, that's the thing. Well, one of my girlfriends, oh, God, this is too, we'll talk about this after the show. No, there were no makeouts, there were no weird massages or anything weird happening. There was, like, <laughs> there was, like, one guy and one girl that made out for a second, but, like, nobody had sex. It didn't get too weird. Oh, there were two girls, like, making out under a table, and then I think they started. Oh, that's cute. I don't know, I don't know what happened, but. um. Where was I? Where was I not where, there? 
You were there. Remember, you left. <laughs> I know. You you could have been there. I know you could have, you could have lived it. Okay, what are you wearing? Let's get to the good stuff. Right now. Yeah. I'm wearing a vintage Moscow T-shirt with um like the beautiful things that look like Disneyland from Moscow and a vintage skirt with flowers and very, very colorful socks. Oh, my goodness. Did you Instagram a daily outfit pic today? No. All right. Okay. Well, it would help <laughs> for everybody listening. Okay. Are you ready? Let's take, let's take our first call. Let's just rip it off like a Band-Aid and see if we can help make somebody uh, somebody's life better. Area code 917. Say hi to Soko. Is that me? Am I 917? That's you. Oh, sweet. Hello. What's going on, Alexi? Hello, Soko. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Alexi, this is your best friend, Brad Butt. What is your name? Brad Butt. It's like my oh alias. My, oh, my God. That is, the wor- <laughs> that is the worst Twitter handle. I saw that on Twitter just a second ago. Tell I'm glad you called it. in, but Brad Butt, that you've got to change that. Will I? You have to help me brainstorm. Well, how old are you? Where are you calling from? And uh, what's your problem? So Soko and I can can try to help. Uh, 18, New York. My name is actually Mark. Yeah. You're 18 with a voice like that? I'm pretty sure you said this last time. Well, Soko wasn't here last time. Soko, what do you think of this guy's voice? (laughs) That's true, that's true. I don't know. I'm I'm just curious and want to know more. What's your problem? <laughs> I don't really have a problem, to be honest. Um, I only called in to acknowledge Alexi's call out a couple months back. I, I if she remembers. I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. What are you saying? Oh man, you made a whole video of names not to have. Oh, okay, okay. I, a while yeah. back, I made, I made this video saying that uh, that people really need to rethink their Twitter handles because a lot of a lot of people will be like, you know, I love you know I love rainbows or I'm having a really great day at the supermarket, but their Twitter handle is like breadbutt or cuntavit or super you know like some kind of really inappropriate <laughs> Twitter handle, you know. So, yeah, I made that video, but what does this have to do with you? Refresh my memory and, and, and all four people who are listening to this podcast. No, no, I was, was in it. I was oh, yeah, part I included of it, your. And I instantly I, became internet famous. That's a lot of it. No, um, well, I just found it great. It was uh, it was funny to be called out by the great Alexi Wasser. And um, I don't know. I enjoy being bred, but, but uh, I do appreciate your input. Well, here's my input, and then I'll throw it over to Soko. Uh, thank you for being, thank you for calling in and being sweet, and uh, thanking the fact that I mentioned you in some weird vlog I fucking made on uh, my <laughs> website. But, um, but overall, I think that the video is about horrible, horrible uh, Twitter handles. So I think that if you really liked me or respected me or you know the way I think, I think you would change your handle immediately to something <laughs> that doesn't spell okay. spread or bust. What do you suggest, Alexi, for a new handle? Oh, what do I suggest? Well, your name is Mark. I don't know. Is something with Mark in it? Just something a little bit less, uh, you know, without the word but or, like, some kind of, like, bathroom humor thing. Like, no weird bathroom humor or, like, like woman-hating thing. Nothing that says, like, slut or cunt or I don't know. Just, like, something upbeat and normal so you could get a job. Like, if you're trying to apply for a job, you know, with bread buttons. Oh, well, no, I... I think it's a completely different world, really. Like, I don't bring Twitter into my real life. But I see where you're coming from entirely. But, Soko, don't you feel like Twitter is kind of real life now and, like, everything kind of is, like, merging? Yeah, how this weird thing where I feel like at the same time it's totally real life, but because you're so safe behind your screen, sometimes you can, like, say things you wouldn't dare to say to, like, 10,000 followers, like 10,000 people, you wouldn't go to 10,000 people that you don't know and say whatever you say on Twitter, but you do end up saying it and you still have 10,000 followers and it's somehow okay. 
But I mean, let's I just make it clear. Bread, bread, bread Buff is not a 10,000 followers, okay? That is for damn sure. All right. All right. I'm <laughs> close. I'm close. I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to put you on hold. Uh, we're going to get to Boy Crazy Voicemail because when people can't call in during the live show, they leave messages on Boy Crazy Voicemail. Um, but wait, I've got to ask you things. Are you single right now, Soko? I um, might. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are you looking for? Like, what do you? Cause I saw you at a whatever. You tell me. What are you looking for? Do you want a guy? Do you want a girl? What, what do you? What's your deal now? I just want someone with a nice heart that's ready for big love and be partnering crimes forever. That's a good answer. Get really specific though. What would you not want? You don't want to date bread butt. So who would you like? What do you need to be? Do you need to be creative? Are you into girls? Are you are you? Are you? Can you uh, you're I mean, not just anyone that has a good heart. I don't care if it's a boy or a girl. I just like fun people that are creative and passionate, and that I can make into my muse and I'm inspired by. Oh my God! What's the? How long ago was your last relationship? Uh, like six months ago or something. And what happened? Uh, got engaged and then uh, got dumped after a month. Oh my God! And you're but yeah, I've never, fully... I never really broke up with anyone, so um, I always get dumped. It's pretty sad. Oh really? I'm kind of like a, a loyal little puppy. Like if I'm with someone, I'm just with someone until. I get rejected. Oh, my God. And you're such a romantic. It's crazy because, like, I've heard your music. I love your music. But then tonight, when you sent me your album and I was picking out the intro song and stuff, I, like, listened to it. Like, I was just going through every single song. And I was trying to find something kind of upbeat for the for the intro. Oh, there's no upbeat song. I know. I couldn't believe it. And they're all such tear jerkers. And I'm, like, listening to the lyrics. And I'm, like, almost, you know, I'm kind of on the verge of crying and, like, and they're all kind of like perfect songs to. Well, this is a horrible thing to say, but whatever. They're perfect, like wrist, like slitting your wrist songs. You know. Ooh, that's like, yeah, thanks. That's really what I was going for. I mean, that's how, that's how I felt. I was like, oh fuck! Like if I were, you know, if I could go back in time to when I was 15 and try to commit suicide, I would totally be listening to your album. But I'm not there anymore, and I don't recommend anybody try to kill themselves. It's already going horribly awry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but all of your songs were so beautiful and sad, and, and I didn't have time to cry. But then. Because I had to get ready for the podcast, but it all everything you do, you're kind of like me, where I have a, you know, I write about on my website, I write about all my dating experiences and like, you know, heartbreak and all my inner turmoil and all the thoughts in my head. And and uh, do you ever date guys or date anybody, and they ask you not to write about them in your songs? Um, and they what? Do you ever date someone because you're so forthcoming in all your music? Like I am with my website. When some people sometimes people won't date me because they don't want me to write about them, or they'll ask oh. me. You know, they'll 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 say like, you know, if we date, please don't write about me. And uh, so that's like, you know, it's kind of an issue. Do you ever have issues? And do you do it? You if well, you say I'm not gonna write about you, do you do you keep your promise? I don't say that. I say. I say, uh, if I write anything about you or inspired by you, it'll be very vague. I'll change the time frame. I won't, I won't use your name. I'll change the description of you. I'll probably write it. I'll probably post it six months after the actual situation happened, or I'll wait. Huh. And, and I'll let you read it first, and then if it really bothers you, I won't post it. But uh, it's kind of a lot. Well, that's fair enough. But what do you say? <laughs> Um, I mean, I've never been with anyone who doesn't want to have songs written for them, I think. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, to me, um, weirdly enough, I've almost only been with musicians, but, like, my sister is a banker, her husband is a banker, you know, it's like the circle of people that I kind of evolve with, because I only do music, and that's literally all I do, and... And so the best gift on the planet is to have a song written for you. And I cannot just write songs to write songs. I always write songs for someone in particular to just try to say, vehiculate something more clearly than how I try to express it when I talk to this person. So I'm like, well, if I give you a song, then this is how I feel forever. And you can, like, change my words because they're all down there. So 
I guess I'm. I guess I think about songs more as like presents. That's such a great way to think about it. God, now I just have to meet someone who thinks like you know if I write a book or if I write a short story or some kind of essay or journal entry, they'll think of it as a present instead of some kind of threat or something or like insult. <laughs> but but usually I'm, I write totally heartbroken songs that kind of make the person that I was in love with look like a hero. So <gasps> you do? <laughs> yeah, try. Oh my god. You just said it was like I, I prefer I only date men, but you know, I think Toko tried to turn me at a party the other day when I when I kind of got I and, and I'm not usually any girl. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I have to tell you I asked you if there's anything off limits during the podcast, you said no, and that's like a major thing that happened the other day. <laughs> But we have okay, okay. Wait, but there's a video. There's a video of you making out with like a really beautiful short-haired blonde girl in one of your videos, right? Yeah, Megan Edwards. That was Megan Edwards. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? That was Megan Edwards. Yeah. Oh my god, she was at the party yesterday too. I'm not gonna say she was. I don't know what she was up to at the party. I'm not gonna say she was doing anything crazy, but uh, she has a whole. Wait, was that was that video recent? What? Oh my God! Wait. Yeah. Is this, break, is this breaking news? Did, did you guys date in real life? What's happening here? Can we not talk about it? <laughs> don't, don't um, no, we're just like, you know, having fun. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so let's say you're trying to convince me. You don't have to convince me of anything, but like, tell me, what are the best aspects of dating a girl and the best aspects of dating a guy? Because they're so different. Um, I mean, I don't. I I don't really think about it like that. I just love uh, the energy of women around me and just how soft and easy it is and also how it's, like, instant best friend. Like, I feel like you can't be with a girl in a relationship if you're not, like, super best friend. And I feel like most of us go into a relationship with guys without being really real friends is because we're attracted to them and want to have sex or want to own them, whatever it is, or just want, like, a love story because we're, like, crazy depressed and alone and we just want to go into something that looks like love. But we could, like, sometimes forget about being friends. And I feel like with girls, there's no choice. You, like, have to. That's, like, the number one thing. Is that a downfall, too? Because I was talking to a girlfriend of mine yesterday and she dated a transgender girl no was it I can't, I can't remember it was a weird thing but it was like i don't know she dated a girl another girl who was transgender so the girl was a guy but didn't have a penis or a dick or whatever the fuck you want to call it and uh she was saying that it got that sometimes got annoying because because uh she didn't sometimes she didn't want to be best girlfriends like she didn't want to be in the bathroom together well you know whatever she, yeah. she was like too too, too girlfriendy and she was like enough i can't handle this mm I I love I love both. I I literally have no preferences. But it's well, like, definitely because when you're with a girl, you kind of like know what you want from the other person. I feel like because we're somehow sometimes more sensitive girls than guys and more like needy, you can like relate to the other person more. Like my last relationship with a girl, she would like text me each time she saw something that make me think that make her think of me, or like she would like text me like ten times a day, and it's kind of like what I would want to do to a guy, but would never do because I'd be like, oh, I'll be smothering him. But with a girl, it's just easy. Like you don't think about it like that or play less or whatever. I'm not much of a player. I'm pretty straightforward, so I, I don't usually engage in too many games. Even with guys, but see, you would so you would text the guy if you're thinking of him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm way too straightforward when I like people, and I and maybe I blow it because I'm too straightforward. <laughs> oh my god, I think I get too weird because I want to play games. I don't know if I maybe I don't play enough games, but I like overthink every move, and then I just really feel. Like, yeah, I overthink every move, and I want to play it so cool because I want I want the, want the guy to like. It's like I need to be as cold. I want to be as cold and detached and not needy as possible. So oh my never god! Think I'm that. the opposite. I'd be like, 
let's get married and have babies and let's go get kitten at the rescue shelter. Yeah, I never do that. I'm so and, and I and I and then I start thinking, even if the guy really likes me, I start deciding that like, you know, he's annoyed by me. Even if he's not, because I don't trust I don't know, I have such a guard up and I do all these things where oh god, it's just like horrible. Because I I think I have this like weird belief that like men just secretly hate women or something. Or maybe I'm just really exhausted today from that weird party from last night, but I don't know. <laughs> Do you ever feel like sometimes I wonder when guys do really nice things, and I know it's really subjective and it's just like a case-by-case thing because everybody's different, but sometimes I wonder when guys do what they, you know, do nice things, are they only doing it because they think that's what the girl wants and they're not doing it because they really want to? They're just annoyed by women and have to do these fucking paint-by-numbers thing to, like, get what they want? I don't know. Remember last time we talked about the fact that we have, like, my brother is so great, and I have such great guy friends that are so romantic and would, like, move mountains for their lovers and are so incredible that it's hard to have anyone competing to them because they just don't, they can't compete. And a lot of, I have been in relationship with, like, people that just don't, would not go out of their way ever for me or wouldn't think of like doing anything cute ever and I'm the one like buying Christmas trees for my best friend and dropping them in front of the house and like I feel like I would never have a boyfriend doing that but at the same but at the same time I know that there's people like that out there because my brother is like that like I remember when he started dating girls he's 25 now but I remember him calling me at 18 be like so I I organized this little picnic, and we're going to go on the boat uh, for sunset, and then I made a treehouse for her, and we're going to sleep in the treehouse, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I wish everybody oh, was like you. He's amazing. I've met him. He's so gorgeous, and are you are you ever, like, are you super judgmental of the girls that he dates? Um, no, I he doesn't really date all that much. We're pretty much the same. I think Max and I were talk, would talk about it a lot because we both lost our dad when we were really young. And so we have that thing that feels like it's vital, like no time to waste. Like that song that you play, We Might Be Dead By Tomorrow, is like how I live my life every day. I always feel like today is the last day. So if I meet someone I like and Max is the same, we're just like there's not one minute to wait. Like I want to spend every minute of every hour of every day of every week of every month with you. And that's how what I want to do. How does that, does that blow up? But because a lot of people are not very receptive to that, we just end up being lonely a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm experiencing that same thing, too, where, like, especially because it's cold out right now, and I'm, like, kind of in that weird romantic, like, lonely vibe. Are you feeling that, too? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I watch, like, two Christmas tree- two Christmas movies a day by myself in bed. Oh, my God. It's very depressing. I went and bought a Christmas tree yesterday with a friend of mine, like a platonic guy friend of mine. And because uh, that's all I have right now because I'm in this weird mode where I'm like, I dated, I had all these two month stints where I was dating all these guys that weren't right for me and it didn't work out and whatever. And I'd rather be alone than with, than with the wrong person. But now, like, now I just feel like super closed off. Not closed off, but I just feel like right, like right now at this point in my life, like today, it could change tomorrow or like in 45 minutes or something. I feel like. I don't know. I'm so exhausted by guys. I'm so exhausted by dating. I'm exhausted by fucking looking to see, you know, where the next dude is. I don't have a crush on anyone. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I just don't want to, I don't want to date any loser bonehead dudes. I don't care how cute they are or like whatever. I just want to like, I, don't, I just want to be available for like the right, like some really cool person who fascinates me that makes me like go, oh, I, I have to be with this person. This is too good to pass up. Yeah. yeah. But he's yeah, not yeah. here, Selko. I know. Where? Oh, so I guess we just have to stay in and watch really bad TV and Christmas movies and uh, masturbate yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. alternate okay. you porn with Christmas movies. I don't watch you porn. I just do visuals by myself. Wait, Ari, could six one two? You're on the. You're on with me and Soko. Say hello. 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 Hi, what's your name? What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Oh, my God, I didn't think I was going to get through. <laughs> um, it's Yana Ely, and I'm from Minnesota. 
Hello. Joanne, how old are you? Oh, I'm 21. What's going on with you? Well, it's not like relationships or anything like that, but it's a life problem a little bit. So I'm in college, but I'm like fucking over it, like over it. But I haven't got my degree yet. And, you know, like the parent pressure thing, kind of like I want to drop out. I really do. But I don't want to in disappointment of other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm probably the worst person you could talk to about things like that because I dropped out of school at 15. <laughs> and I knew what I wanted to do since I'm five years old. And I was thinking no degree on earth is going to get me close to my dreams. And as I was saying earlier, I always think there's not one day to waste on this planet on doing things that don't make you happy. And you don't live your life for your parents. And your life is yours. And at the end of you know, what on your deathbed, if you look at it thinking my life was amazing and I did everything I ever wanted to do or I lived my life to please so-and-so, it's not going to be the same result and you're not going to be as happy. So I always think you should live the life you want and not worry too much about your parents. But at the same time, it's very responsible for me to think because it worked for me because I knew that I wanted to do something artistic and I knew that I didn't need a degree to do that. I've mm-hmm. always known that I wanted to tell stories, whether it was acting or playing music or directing. You don't really need a degree for that. You can go to school and study, but it's different. It just depends really what you want to do with your life and what are your dreams. What are your dreams? Tell. Do you know what you want to do? Um, well, right now I'm in school for uh, mass communications, pretty much in radio, so, um, I don't know. You don't really need a degree for that, but it's like, mm, I want to say it's like, I don't want to like, I don't know how to put this. It's like, I don't want to disappoint my parents, but my parents' opinion is important to me, and even though I don't need a degree to specifically do that, it's still just a thing of, you know, feeling like your Yeah, but the thing is that if you, if you quit school right now, what will you do? Like, if you're going to do something that, like, substantially, like, change your life and makes you so much happier and fulfilling all your dreams, then I would say go for it. But if you're going to just drop out of school and then wonder what's your next move and what's your next step and wonder how you're going to get there, maybe you can still wonder all that while still being at school, you know? I agree. If you have a plan, if you have a plan and you, if you have a plan and you're, you think you're, can be successful at it, like keeping your plan and make everything that you've always dreamt of happen, then go for it. But if you don't have a backup plan, just go to school and try to, um, make up your mind on what is it exactly that you want to do and how can you do it and do you need a degree to do it or not, you know? that's It's not, let's put the parents thing out of the equation because I don't think that's the right thing to focus on. The right thing to focus on is do you need a degree to do what you want to do in life? Will it help you? Would it help you get a better job? Or will it, like, teach you things that you never thought you could learn anywhere else? Or would you learn better by yourself, like working your craft on your own and start working with real people instead of going to school? I agree. And the thing is, I think I think uh, in the end, in the long run, your parents will be really proud of you if if you get what you, Are happy. you want to get. You know, if you accomplish what your, whatever your dream is and whatever it has to be in broadcasting or doing whatever it is that you want to do, you know, that's that's the goal. They'll, they'll just be proud that you're happy and that you're successful in your chosen career. So, but yeah, I mean, I didn't go to high, I didn't go to college either. I like I finished high school. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to move to New York. So what I did was, while I was, you know, you know, I didn't get the best grades, but while I was, you know, barely getting by in high school, I was getting like B's and C's, mainly C's or whatever. I was uh, on the internet uh, figuring out, okay, how much money do I need to move to New York? Where do I want to live? How am I going to sublet an apartment? What am I going to do? 
what's this job I want to do? At the time, I was, whatever, I don't even get into what I was doing, but I had this uh, thing that I wanted to do at the time, and I just fucking researched all of it, uh, daydreamed nonstop, sitting in the back of my classes. So I was still in school. I was getting to class, and then when I, and during any moment of free time, I would just be, like, making lists of every single thing I needed to do and things I wanted to accomplish, places I wanted to travel, things I wanted to do, and how I needed to go about getting those things, how much money I needed to save. So, like, you can do all of it. You can be doing the same thing. Like, there, there are enough hours. In the, well, I mean, actually, they're probably when you're doing something you love, there aren't enough hours in the day. But, like, you know, just start daydreaming really, just start daydreaming really super big and, like, and, and figure it all out. Yeah, don't leave school until you're really sure. Of you have a plan. Yeah, have, have a plan and, like, I don't know. I think I think we gave, gave great advice here. And I'm I'm going on no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> do, do you feel a little bit better? Uh, yeah. Oh God. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I do. I do. I understand what you're saying, but everything that you guys are saying is harder to implement than it. You know, it's easier to say that than to, than to do it. No, it's not. That's the fucking thing. You have to have balls and step up and step into your fucking life. I'm not. I'm being harsh, not because I don't like you, because I don't even know you. I'm just trying to get you excited and motivated and like, <laughs> like scare you, scare you straight. Here's the thing. Soko and I, like, I don't know about her background, but like, you know, she knew what she wanted to do. She just said it, and she, she was really motivated and fucking, and just she had a plan and she started fucking taking chances and risks to make her dreams come true. And it's a scary thing because you have no safety net. I come from no yeah, money. and I was 16 when I moved out of my parents' house and started my own life. So you have like, you're like five years older. You can probably make like much more clever moves than I did. But I learned a lot just doing my own thing and like going for it. Like I felt like I was, I didn't even think about it. Like oh, I'm unstoppable and I'm so strong. I just was, and I never thought about it. I was like, oh, this is what I want. Well, I'm going to go get it. It's like, oh, there's no more, like, sugar in the house. Well, you're going to go to the supermarket and get it. Or just being like, oh, there's no more sugar every day. And, like, complain about it. Like, just go get it. It's easy. You know where it is. Word to the wise. What did you say? Word to the wise. Word to, I mean, do your parents pay for everything? Because this is actually really helpful to anybody else calling in who's, who's uh, your family. Yeah, that's why I called in. No, my parents, they help me out, but... I don't know. It's mostly like grants and loans, just like everyone else. Just like everyone. Okay, so they're not even like you know, you know, rich parents that are like cushioning your lifestyle, kind of making you lazy and comfortable, right? <laughs> no, not at all. They're actually putting a lot of fire under my ass, but it's just that it's just not what I want to do personally. Like I blog okay, about well, it a lot. Like, oh my god, college is a bunch of bullshit. I'm paying for this and paying for that. I'm not getting anything out of this. Blah blah. But you know. So, but yeah, but that's all complaining. So you just need to fucking, you need to sit with yourself. You need to get quiet with yourself and be really honest and go, what am I good at? Because maybe you even have a dream. Maybe let's say you, you wanted to be a singer or you wanted to, or you want to be in radio or whatever you want to do. Like I'm just making big generalizations or whatever. Uh, be honest with yourself because if, let's say you wanted to sing and you had a horrible voice and it was just ridiculous and all of your friends were like, yeah, good, good luck with that. That's great. Like you need to come to terms with, do you really think you have a shot at the thing you want to do? Are you a master at it? Are you good at it? Do you think you can make a contribution? Do you think, like, this is something you're good at? Be honest with yourself, decide, you know, and if, you're, if you are good at it and it would make you happy, then, then you know, make your plan. But it sounds like you're still confused as to, like, whether or not that's something you really, really want to do and you kind of still want to bide your time just being safe and not disappointing your parents in, in college. So you have all the answers inside you. Now you just have to, like, be honest with yourself and just, Stop with the Facebook and the Instagram and uh, Twitter and calling into podcasts, even though I appreciate it, just, you know, for a second. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, quiet your mind and figure it out. And then all the answers are in your in the pit of your stomach somewhere. Agreed. Okay. Um, area code 925. Oh, hello. Okay. Hello. Say hi to Soko. Hello. 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 What's your, name? How old are you? What's, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Courtney. I'm 21 and I'm calling from Portland. Oh my god, I totally know who you are! <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Courtney oh, is my you. most awesome fan. <laughs> Thank oh, hi, you. Hi, Courtney. Good to meet you. 
Oh, that's so amazing. She came at my show in Seattle. Um, I played with an orchestra with my friend Jarek Bischoff uh, last week or something, like 10 10 days, two weeks ago, and she came all the way from Portland to my show, and then she was like, Mm -hmm. I want to be a photographer. I was like, well, why don't you take photos of me? And then we had a little (laughs) bit of a photo shoot together, and that was really amazing. So this girl is definitely going after a dream. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wait, when you said you had a photo shoot, is it so, sounds was there like a romantic interlude? Or you made it sound so sexy, but maybe everything so says <laughs> sounds sounds a little bit sexy. <laughs> no, it was it was just uh, very friendly and and um you know getting to know each other. It was nothing sexy. It was just in the theater, you know. <laughs> oh my God! Well, so do you even have a problem, um, or do you just want to talk to Soko for a second? Um, either or, I guess just because I heard the before people watching this, and I was like, I'm the keep that's not saying anything, so I might as well speak up. Yeah, or... do it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, cool questions. I have it all, so whatever works. Ask away, ask away. All right, well, my first main question, I guess, is how to, like, get over yourself in the sense of, like, I guess super anxiety, fear of, like, creeping someone out or just being yourself with someone if you think it's too much? Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm the worst person to ask because I have the worst anxiety on the planet. And actually, I was, like, thinking that it was a part of me and just, like, try to live with it and go through, like, ups and downs all the time. And... Then I started to take uh, like very mild anti anti anxiety pills uh, about six months ago, and I've never felt so good in my whole life. And I mm-hmm. definitely have less of those like life changing questions, like what am I doing here? Like I still ask that to myself because I'm a crazy person, and that's how my mind works. But um, I definitely have. Like, less trouble just, like, going out of the house and interacting with people I don't know. And, like, talking about myself at a radio show. Like, I would have never done that six months ago. And I'm not saying, oh, you should just go on meds because I don't advise that to anyone. But I can totally relate with anxiety, like, paralyzed half of my life. So Mm -hmm. I'm with you. But with knowing that, I transform it into something that makes me feel happy, like, I know that I have a really hard time dealing with people and dealing with real life and that I need a lot of alone time and I mostly want to hide myself most of the time and don't want to leave the house, but then I just write songs about it and how uncomfortable it makes me feel and, you know, like, there's a lot of people, like great artists, that had problems with this world and couldn't interact well with what's around them, but that ended up doing great stuff. If you take, like, Francesca Woodman, who is one of my favorite photographers, she killed herself when she was so young, but she left behind her, not saying go there at all, but she's just an incredible person because she did all these amazing self-portraits, like so did Cindy Sherman, and they had this incredible amount of work that they were just like, I don't need anyone to do my art and to express myself, maybe because they had anxiety to do that with people, maybe just because it was their trademark, but they definitely, like, uh, went over all these fears and just find a way to, like, be at ease with themselves and put it through art. And mm-hmm. you're an artist. I mean, you take photos. That's, that's why mm-hmm. I use these two examples of <laughs> photographers. But... Yeah, you just have to, like, confront your fears and see how you can overcome it with what makes you truly happy and your passion. And also, I just want to say, like, you're 21 years old. Like, I know that that, uh, when I was 21 and, like, I don't know how long this went on for, but uh, I I used to not even be able to – I couldn't leave the house. Like, I I felt the same way Soko does, like, or did. Like, I was just like – I mean, this is what I would do. I would look at myself in the mirror – I would like analyze the size of my thighs. I would look at my face. I would, I would like self sabotage and like pick at my face to make it like, like I would ruin myself. So I would be too embarrassed to go out because I was just like, I, I don't know. And I was like so mean to myself. I was like, 
oh my god, like I don't these pants don't look good on me. I I I'm not worthy. I can't go out because people will judge me. And I I don't look the way my body and I don't I don't look the way you're supposed to or or what I've decided is good or what I deemed the way to be. And like I was just the nastiest, meanest critic to myself. And I had a whole internal dialogue going on with myself that was so subconscious and it, it like ruled my whole life and uh you know and then like hours would go by and it'd be too late to go out anyway or I'd get so low blood sugar because I wouldn't have food in my house and then I I'd get too low, low blood sugar because I uh it would take me so long to get out of the house and then by then I was just in a ball like crying because I was so starving and oh. you know like all this horrible shit but I uh you know and through through going to a therapist like and and uh there are a few things that I think are nice or might might be helpful. Going to a therapist is one. Just talking mm-hmm. about it is another thing. Which so because I mean I think that you can find uh, it's you can seek solace in the fact that like you're talking about it with me and Soko and Soko is someone you really love and respect and think is cool and neat and to know that like she has her own issues or had her own thing you know that's comforting because we all do like we ever you know like you look at other people and you go. All these people at the party, they're having such a good time. They're all smiling and they're cute and they're wearing their, their hip outfits and they're all like, they're all laughing, talking shit and just fucking, but they're all cool. What's wrong with me? Well, we're all fucked up. We're all overanalyzing everything. We're all, you know, the meanest to ourselves probably. I mean, I think, I mean, I hope so. Those are the people I like. So it's almost like AA or something. It's like, I mean... I, it's, it's sometimes it's just nice to know that you're not alone in, in you know, and you're not like weird because there's no such thing really as weird. You're just there are different ends of the spectrum, and and if, and if you feel something, know for sure that you're not alone in it because other people are feeling the same thing. Because we're all we all come out of fucking we all come out of vaginas. We all need to eat. We all like you know want, like want to have sex and stuff. You know we're all we're all just people. We're all we're super similar. Um, I mean obviously. And here's another thing: exercise helps. If you go on an hour-long mm-hmm. walk a day to the therapy, knowing you're not alone, going on maybe an hour-long walk a day, um, what else? And here's something to look forward to. Um, i got two more things to tell you. I'm on a rant. Um, okay. No, <laughs> I, I really feel like it's an age thing, too, because I know that when I turned 26, 27, all of a sudden I was like, I just didn't care as much, and I kind of morphed. Because I, I used to compartmentalize who I was with different people. Like, oh, with these people, I have to be this girl. And with these people, I've got to be a little bit more like this. And, you know, I could never merge my friends together because that would be too weird because they probably hate each other. And, like, everything was so compartmentalized, and I was so rigid and concerned and all this shit. And then I turned 27, and I was like, I was finally able to be the same version of myself in every single situation. And I, like, kind of, like, solidified. I knew myself better. I liked myself more. And uh, so sometimes that's just an age thing because you're real hormonal when you're young. And uh, and and it's just, like, normal to feel the way you're feeling. But uh, And another thing, when you look at yourself in the mirror or if you feel anxious, just check in with yourself and just start, start being nice to yourself. Like, just practice being kind to yourself. That's what my therapist tells me. He's... Because I am the meanest person in the world to me, as I'm sure you are, and I'm sure Soko could be the meanest person to herself if she knows herself. Oh, hell yeah. You know? So, like, so just practice being kind to yourself. And this might sound cheesy, but this is another thing he tells me and reminds me. Imagine you're talking to, like, the six-year-old version of you. Like, just imagine the cute little six-year-old innocent version of you. Can you imagine saying or thinking the thoughts that you think about yourself now? Like, saying those things to the little innocent six-year-old? Like, like, just, like, just pretend you're, you're your own child and just, like, be, and, you know, and be kind and nice and, and you know, because, I don't know, you don't deserve to be so mean to yourself or so critical and all that shit because, you know, you're great, you're fine. Also, there's something I've, I've started to do that um, I think I read on a, on a blog or whatever it was. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, like, self-empowerment, like, angel meditation or whatever you can probably find something similar to that on YouTube. And um, it's like this, like, I think half or like maybe like 10 minute long meditation. And it's just self-empowerment things that you have to say in your head or out loud or whatever. And I remember what, I think someone sent it to me because I was feeling terrible maybe like six months ago or something. And I started listening to it and it was this, you know, like spa music, like, 
like super <laughs> mellow, like Zen music, and then it's like this voice that's like, I am loving. I am <laughs> loved. And it was so terrible. <laughs> and when I heard, seriously, the first time I heard it, I am loved, and I felt so unloved by the whole world and totally rejected and so lonely. I started crying my eyes out. I couldn't stop crying just because I heard someone telling me, I am loved, and that I was supposed to say it out loud or, like, think it or just manifesting it. I was just like, I can't do that. I'm definitely not loved. But it's like, I am beautiful. I am self-confident. I am generous, like whatever, and it's so stupid, but I think I did that for like three days, and just like thinking this positive thing, like positive reinforcement totally helps, and it's kind of super corny and cheesy, but sometimes you feel so shit, and you really don't believe any of these things, but just like putting on this voice, even if you don't say it in your head, putting on this super weird meditation thing, and just listening to it, and know that other people need to feel like they need self-empowerment or whatever, it kind of helps us feel better. <laughs> yeah, and you, it, yeah, and, and also you can always call into Boy Crazy Radio and just, you know, listen to all the stupid shit I do in my own life. And you, <laughs> you can only feel better about yourself, and then you can tell me your stories and you just, you know, you just vent. Um, we are going to, I hope this helps. We're going to get to another phone call. Um Hopefully, it'll be another Ultimate SoCo fan. Area code 323? Yes. What is your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Tell us everything. Hello. My name is Yasal. I'm 18, and I'm from Los Angeles. Hi. Hi. Okay, so I kind of have, like, this problem. You know, I'm really young still, but I'm, like, in the last year of my high school, and I'm... I've been wanting to move to San Francisco since, like, two years ago, and that's been my plan. I recently met a boy that I really, really like, and, you oh, know, I'm no. just kind of confused now. Yeah, so that's kind of, like, making me pull towards more staying in L.A., and I'm just, like, so confused, like, but then again, I don't want to regret not, you know, not leaving or not staying and seeing okay. if it worked out. So do you have the opportunity to leave right now, or you're just um, contemplating into moving later? Well, I have the opportunity to leave um, around September because I applied to a lot of schools over there, and um, I've been getting some acceptance letters already, like already. So, I mean, I could do it, but I don't know. Now something's just like holding me back because I just really, oh, really like. How long have you been dating this boy? I've been for about two or three months, but I mean, I'm like the pickiest girl in the world, and. It's so hard for me to find someone I could actually say I really, really like and I want to, you know, start something with them. But then, I don't yeah. know. I just, well, I mean, I think you're, I mean, I don't know. I, I would think uh, your life stream is more important, but at the same time, yeah. love is more important. But yeah. I don't I mean, know. I feel like I, I mean, I'm so bad because September to me is so far like you have time to die a billion times you have time to break up a million times so i would say for now don't postpone anything and see where this relationship is going right no yeah and i mean i know i have like you know from now to september you know like make my decision but you know i just i don't know i feel like i could do the same thing over here and then you know if things do go good you know stay but then again like what if I, I don't know what's going to happen in a year from now. Like, what if things get bad and then, you know, I regret leaving. So yeah. Listen, listen, listen right uh-huh. here. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting nervous a little bit. First of all, I agree with Soko where, I mean, it's December. You've got a ways away. September is very mm-hmm. far. I mean, who knows how long this, you know, is going to last with this bonehead. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sure you love him. He's great. But, like, I don't want him to ruin your life. You, you're, you, you know, you come first to me because uh, you're like my little sister now or something. Um, Okay. Yeah. Just apply to the school, do all the shit you need to do. I don't know if you've been accepted or whatever you said. Like, just don't, just keep doing what you're doing. Make sure, like, uh-huh. you still have the option of going to the school and then just uh-huh. feel it out when September comes. Because I have a feeling, I mean, I don't mean to be a naysayer. I mean, I don't want to be Debbie Downer or whatever. But, like, yeah. you know, you you might not be together. I definitely don't want you having unprotected sex and then getting pregnant or something like that happening. Like, I just, yeah. like, just take care of yourself. You have your whole, you're 18. 
you're going to date so many people. You're going to have so many exciting makeouts and rendezvous and gallivanting around the world. <laughs> I hope you know. So like, yeah. So don't don't all of a sudden try to try to start sabotaging yourself and making excuses like, oh, I met a dude, I really like him. Maybe I shouldn't go to where I want to go, where I've been planning on going in September. Like, what are you doing? Don't do that. You're, yeah. you're thinking small and, and you're trying to self-sabotage or something, you know? I don't like it. Also, San Francisco is only, what, like five and a half hours away or something? Like, you can yeah, always yeah. have, like, you can always have, like, long-distance relationship and, like, drive to each other in the middle of the way and be like, I'll drive two and a half hours and you drive two and a half hours and you're in the middle. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, you can always work out a long-distance relationship and if you guys are really meant to be, then the distance won't do anything to your love. So, yeah. Right. No, yeah, and I'm always just like, you know, because this has been on my mind for, like, the longest. And, I, you know, and I'm always just listening to your songs, like, getting super sad. But, like, I love it. Like, oh, um, thanks. <laughs> me too. Well, I, I, had, I seriously take your, your problem, quote, unquote, very seriously because I had my <laughs> first love at 18 and I, like, lived with this person for a year and a half, and it was, like, the best year of my life, like, the best time. Mm-hmm. And because it was my first love, it was all, like, new and, like, not too much thought into it, and it was just flowy and stuff. And then you turn 20, and things become so complicated, and you're like, I can't date this person. Oh, can I can I kiss this person? Am I allowed? And then you, like, regret your first love. So leave it totally, fully, as much as you can, because these are, mm-hmm. you're, like, right now making your life story you're like collecting probably all your best first love memories so totally leave it fully and but at the same time don't like uh shatter your dream just because you met that person because it can always work out i agree i mean i'm not saying don't be in love i totally love the idea of the compromise uh, aspect of it where you know you're driving to and fro. I mean, San Francisco, L.A., that's not that crazy. Because I look back sometimes, and I've had relationships where, you know, uh, I was with a guy for five years, and he'd go off, and, and I'd, go to, I'd go to London with him, or I'd go travel with him. And uh, right. sometimes, it's so you know, fun. I, it's great memories. It's great memories, but, like, but I always made sure, like, if I, had, if I had a meeting or I had, like, a job and I had to do something, I would, I would just fly right back. You know, I'd fly right back to L.A. and I'd make sure because I, I needed to be making my own money. I needed to be doing my own work because I wanted to make sure, like, I wasn't just living for some guy because that's not sexy and you might resent him or something. But you can, you can make both things work. You can be passionate about your life and your future and, and figuring out who you are and what your, what your career is going to be and, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever it takes to maintain your love. That's exciting. That, you can totally yeah. do both. But, like, but there are times, and I don't do this anymore, I'm trying but, like, I would date a guy, and even if something as simple as, let's say, um, uh, oh, um, my best friend Dallas is having a birthday party, and I'm dating a guy, and he he doesn't feel really well, and he wants uh, he he wants me to stay home with him and just watch TV, even though he's not that sick, he's just lazy and he just wants to stay home. And so then yeah. I miss my best friend's birthday, and then that relationship, and then everybody's like, oh, it's the best party ever. Why weren't you Why weren't you there? He's your best friend. How could you miss his surprise party or whatever? Uh, and then, like, seven months later, the relationship deteriorates, and I'm like, fuck, oh, I can't believe I missed Dallas's birthday. You know what I mean? Like, but you yeah. don't, you, you can you can have everything you want. You just have to balance it, and you've got to always make sure, because women don't always do this. Sorry, but we, like, don't take care of ourselves, and we get a little bit wrapped up, and then the dude gets to do whatever he needs to do in L.A., and you're <laughs> sacrificing your stuff in San Francisco, and, and I don't. That makes me sad, and I don't love that, you know? But also, you shouldn't let that be a problem, like a hanging mm-hmm. problem over this relationship. You should just leave the relationship fully. Like, there's no tomorrow, and, you know, whatever happens next will happen, and just try to enjoy it day by day, not, like, projecting yourself too much into the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. now I'm completely confused. So fun, I, like, basically, like, oh, we kind of agree, but we kind of disagree. No, yeah, no, but it definitely gave you much better peace of mind on this. But thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank oh, my you. goodness. I, that's the show. We're we're done. That's the last call. Thank you for the last call. I mean, I mean, it went by so fast. It started off a little bit slow and herky-jerky. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then we had girl talk, and we had all these deep feelings and stuff. And now <laughs> now we're wrapping up. So, wait, so when are you performing next? Like, what's going on with you, uh, you know, 
with your I'm your I'm on a I'm on a performing break. I'm trying to stick with it because playing shows is my favorite thing in the world. But I get so distracted when I have to play shows. But right now I'm in the middle of recording my second album, so I really want to just focus on the recording side and stop playing shows and being distracted and actually focus for once in my life. Oh, so my God. I'm on a Christmas break, and then a- January 2nd, I'm back in the studio in Paris and London, and it should take me like a month to finish my record. And then hopefully it will be out, and uh, it will be out soon. And then hopefully right after I'm done recording, I can go back on tour everywhere in the world, and that would be really fun. Oh, my God. And then, wait, are, what are you doing for Christmas and New Year's? I have no idea. I'm not really good with things like that. Like, I'm usually, like, always alone for my birthday and for Christmas and for New Year's, or, like, maybe with family, but, like, I would, like, retire and be in my bedroom and, like, write all the things that I want to accomplish for the new years or being like, what did I do wrong this year? How can I improve next year? And, like, I make all these crazy wishes in my own corner because I'm not, I'm terrible at socializing. So um, that's probably what I would do. Oh, I love that too, though. I love, I love finding the happy, like, the balance between, like, you know, like thinking about the new year and all your resolutions and all the stuff you want to get accomplished. But then, but then you also have to do something super fun. So I'm, I'm making you go out on, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, but I don't make... put pressure on like these days. I just have, I, I think like every day is New Year's and every day should be a party. But like to have like this one day to have like the best fun in your life, it just kind of scares me. I know, it's too much pressure. I know that's why everybody's fucking so aggro on New Year's Eve. It's like, oh, fuck, get to have the most fun in the entire world. God damn it. Yes, I don't I don't really care. What are you going to do, Alexi? I don't know. I'm going to find out what Dallas is doing. I'm going to try to get a group together, kind of like the group that was there yesterday, except, except we'll make sure the person who bothered you is not there. <laughs> um, Thank anyway. you for protecting me. Thank you for helping all my 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 cute my callers uh, and, and enhancing their life. Okay, wait. So for everything Soko, you can go to what is it? It's Soko.com or it's, is it is it? S- no, it's dash- like this super. Yes, yeah, S-O-K-O.com. Sorry, okay, it's so, so annoying. But someone took all the all the cool website name with my name on it. Oh my god! <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here. It's S-O-K-O. Dot com. At least it's a dot com and not like dot org or dot like gov or something weird. I know. Anyway, and I'm also super active on my Facebook, and you can also, you know, like reach out and ask questions. Sometime I answer when I'm in a good mood. You hear the girl? She's asking you to reach out on Facebook. You can also follow her on Twitter at at Soko the Cat. You should also follow me on Twitter at I'mBoyCrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. You can always call and leave a message. Uh, you can't call in during the live show, which is 888-666-2045. Uh, I'm going to play us out with another beautiful uh, Soko song. This is my – I know I, like, totally fell in love with your music in a really intense way uh, tonight. So oh, this, is my, this is my other favorite song uh, tonight. Um it's happy hippie birthday because that's a tearjerker. So I'm gonna go weep and, try, and maybe take a bath and try to, <laughs> and try to prevent, try to keep myself from committing suicide. Okay, um, Soko, Soko, we love you. Thank you for doing Boy Crazy Radio. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks for calling you guys. That was awesome. That was really fun. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Happy people.
Happy hippie birthday Happy hippie birthday Happy hippie birthday Thirty-five candles on the cake That I will never taste Thirty-five candles blown away That I picture in my head Thirty-five years old And I'm twenty-two And I remember how you used to say That I was young but you didn't care at all Happy hippie birthday Happy hippie birthday Happy hippie birthday Happy hippie birthday Sixteen of June, nineteen seventy-three My parents hadn't even met Sixteen of June, nineteen seventy-three Was born the only boy I can ever love Plus Network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gig for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gig for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee, credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716 72 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.